Welcome back to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Daniel Menzel in the chair here for Kimbo Dylan tonight. And our next guest is brought to us by IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. And we go all the way to India. We have Bharat Sundaration on the ground. Uh, Bharat, welcome to the show. We better start with the weather report. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, everybody's looking up looking around and uh, trying to get as much information as they can about this uh, cyclone that is headed uh, our way here in the eastern part of India. Um, uh, and look, it is cyclone season, uh, and uh, you generally have uh, uh, the Bay of Bengal gets a little raunchy at this time of the year, ooh. and then uh, <laughs> that's where everything starts from. <laughs> but it's generally, generally the state of Odisha, which is next door to West Bengal, where we are, which takes a, a proper pummeling from the cyclone, but you do get a lot of uh, rain here in, in Calcutta. But just looking out through my window right now, it's bright, it's sunny. It is very uh, Kolkata at this time of the year kind of weather. But yeah, I mean, it's supposed to turn um, tomorrow, uh, but we still don't know. I mean, it depends on who you speak to. I mean, some people believe there's going to be a lot of rain. Other people are like, ah, it'll be a bit of rain here and there, but we should definitely get a complete match at some point. Which one will be complete, though, Barat? Which of the semifinals is less at risk? Oh, I think the Mumbai one is definitely at uh, less risk, considering where it is. It's on the western seaboard, don't forget, uh, unlike where we are right now in Calcutta for the Australia-South Africa semi. So if, uh, look, I mean, there's a lot of drama happening with pitches in Wankhede, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But in terms of the weather, I think uh, the, the semifinal later today, should go through seamlessly in terms of mm. not being impacted by weather. You'd think so. Anyway, there are reserve days, but it's this one, the Australia-South Africa one, which a lot of people fear um, could, uh, you know, our weather could play a big role in uh, how it goes. But again, like I said, looking out of my window here in uh, Calcutta, I'm not too far from the Eden Gardens. It doesn't look uh, at all like we have anything coming our way. But like I said, the Bay of Bengal, um, yep, she has uh, her own moods this time of the year. Are the Indians nervous? It's that moment, Barat. This is it. It's either you do it now, or all the wins you've had in the qualifying series do not matter. Uh, And you can already see it. I mean, uh, reports of uh, you know pitches being switched and Mm. like the pitch, uh, pitch that uh, was supposed to be used, which is supposed to be a fresh one, has been switched back to now they're using a used pitch and the grass has been shaved off. So you can already see that. Um, of, of all the teams that have qualified for the semi-finals, the one team that did push India to an extent was New Zealand. I mean, Australia, well, who knows if that Virat Kohli catch would have been taken. But just with the bat, I mean, just 199 on the board. And South Africa was just blown away. So New Zealand are one team that tested India in the league game uh, in Dharamsala. So clearly, you know, they are playing on their minds. Not to yeah. forget uh, history as well, uh, having lost to them in the semi-final four years ago. So just remind me, is this the ICC World Cup or the BCCI <laughs> World Cup? So why would a pitch be determined by the host nation rather than the ICC? Well, I mean, I could start for India as well in ICC now, couldn't it? Uh, so ah, you know, it just... Very good. good. International replaced by India. Very good, Bharat. But but seriously, where else in the world would you have a competition where the International Federation Council League, whatever you want to call it, does not have a say in determining how its own tournament is run but leaves it to the host nation, which then can pick 
a pitch to suit its team. It doesn't add up to me. Yeah, well, but then again, yes, India's I mean, allowed just... to wear sponsored uniforms while no one else is. <laughs> yeah, well, look, um, that's not even like, uh, you know, it's not even, doesn't even feel like news now, doesn't it? Like, you know, it's, or does it? Like, you know, it's been the case it's for wrong. a while now where it's India wrong. have all the shots and like, uh, it, it's, it's look, uh, this, I mean, we can spend a whole day chatting about how we got to this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's ever since the power shifted to India 15, 20 years ago, it's, uh, it's just gone one way. It's been one way traffic in that sense. Oh, I look forward uh, more on yeah, the spirit I mean, of cricket then. Oh, yeah. I mean, the spirit left uh, us a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> don't you worry about that. <laughs> so, Bharat, I mean, the soul of cricket is still intact. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on India hosting New Zealand tonight, 7 p.m. Adelaide time, that game in Mumbai, just want to ask you about that and the pitch. And again, Rich has talked about whether they'll change it or not. The four matches so far that have been played in this stadium, the team that has mm. batted first, these have been the statistics. Seven yeah. for 84, six for 81, yeah. six, uh, eight for 29, and seven for 91. So is this part of the reason why there might be a changing in the pitch? Because India doesn't necessarily want to lose the toss, bat second, mm. and the World Cup is gone. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that has a lot to do with it. But having said that, whatever you do with the pitch, it's the swing in the air that has mm. really got... Uh, teams in trouble um, uh, batting second. Uh, and if it wasn't, if it hadn't been for uh, Maxwell doing Maxwell the other night, the one kid, mm. uh, that would have been 4 and 0 in yep. terms of teams batting first, winning the game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the ball's done so much. And, uh, you know, New Zealand, uh, it looked, think back to Manchester four years ago. That's what happened. I mean, mm. very, I mean the India weren't in control of things to the extent they are now, you can say. But, uh, you know, India, uh, New Zealand batted first. Uh, they scratched around May 240. And the next morning, again, uh, it, we went into the reserve day. It was a cloudy morning. And all of a sudden, the ball was stalking. And uh, Trent Bolt and Saudi uh, just blew that top order away. And, and Matt Henry as well. So, I think it's pretty much the same bowling attack four years on. Uh, I think that is a fear in, in the back of the Indian minds because that's the only way you can see this team losing, right? Like, they're so strong. Otherwise, with bat, with ball. But if they get caught, um, you know, batting against Bolt under light in one hit, yep. and if the, there's any bounce of the pitch, that's that's where they fear that the game could go against them. You know, Barat, your words will resonate around the world. So this question is asked with a fair bit of you know, respect for okay. this. Is this the best ever or best in form mm. Indian bowling lineup ever taken to a World Cup? Oh, by far. I mean, I don't think we can even, like, I can't think of a bowling attack which even comes close. And I'm not rubbishing the bowling attacks of the past. I mean, look, India won the 1983 World Cup famously because of their bowling attacks, yep. right? They just put 183 on the board. And a uh, couple of days and co defended it. But, I mean, you just look up. Uh, and it's like, it's, and that's the irony with this whole pitch drama that's playing out before the semifinal. India, the Indian bowlers have taken the pitch out of the equation. Like, in conditions where a lot of other fast bowlers have struggled to get them all moving and going, doing stuff. Uh, they've been they've been dominating teams, right? I mean, look mm. at their numbers. Like Shami is taking wickets at less than 10. Uh, Bumrah is taking wickets at less than 15. And Siraj is right up there as well. And then you have Kuldeep Yadav and uh, Ravindra Jadeja. Um, and you have Arashwin on the bench. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So, um, no, I think uh, generally if India do well in a World Cup, it's uh, their batters who kind of get all the glory. Have uh, you seen that uh, historically? But here, it's just, I mean, Mitchell Stark said India has set the benchmark with the ball, especially the fast bowlers. 
Uh, and it is by far the strongest and most intimidating bowling attack India have ever had in white ball cricket, not just in World Cup cricket. Okay, Brad, let's deal with the semi-final that interests us most. Let's try this South Africa. Is the man mm. who torments, challenges, and strikes fear in the Australian selectors? What are they going to do with the lineup for this semi-final? <laughs> what have yeah, you, look, have you I... got into their heads yet? <laughs> Look, all I'll say is uh, I saw Manas Labushain putting on his wicket-keeping gloves yesterday for, uh, <laughs> once again after after he was done with his uh, batting net and he was trying his level best to get into a net and like get some wicket-keeping practice done. So that should tell you everything you need to know that uh, Manas clearly feels like oh, his place could be under threat uh, with Glenn Maxwell returning yeah. to the side. Uh, uh, and finally, touch wood, we still have 24 hours to go. Australia might have 15 fit men to select from. That itself mm. is a big deal for them. Uh, and which should mean that, like, I just... I mean, look, Manas has made runs. He's made 250s. He's been uh, played some crucial innings. But um, just the way this Australian team seems to think about one-day cricket, I think they prefer having a Marcus Stoinis at number seven. Yep. Uh, especially against the batting lineup, uh, which could potentially, like, if they bat first, South Africa could make a big total. And then put pressure on Australia. So who do you want in that in that mix? I mean, it's a it's a, a dealer's choice, really. I mean, you both uh, have pros and cons, but I just got a feeling yesterday watching training that it could well be Stoinis who uh, keeps his place and Marnus misses out. Okay. So Brad, you mentioned if South Africa bat first, they could make a decent total. They've racked up four totals greater than 350 in this tournament batting oh. first. So by the sounds of it, both semi-finals, the team that wins a toss will probably want to bat first, get runs on the board and then back themselves under lights to be able to cause some trouble to the opposition. Oh, and the way South Africa have struggled in their run chases, even the, the last one against Afghanistan, they uh, stuttered and stumbled and just got over the line eventually uh, with, what, two overs to spare. Uh, and, and, you know, and we saw what they, how they collapsed against India. They've just not, and, and not to forget the game against the Netherlands. So they've just looked a different team while batting second. Uh, but having said like all that about the runs on the board that they made and all that, the pitch in, in at the Eden Gardens as well, I was just, like I always do, stalking what the players were doing around the pitch. And Steve Smith seemed to have a little chat with uh, one of the ground staff. Uh, and with Steve Smith, it's easy to pick out what he's saying as well, because like me, he uses hands and facial expressions to communicate. <laughs> so uh, it looked like the ground staff seemed to be saying that oh, I'll be a 300-plus pitch. Steve Smith wasn't so convinced. And then I saw uh, a bit later on in the evening, Kagiso Rabada and uh, Tabresh Shamsi walk, uh, in, walk down to the middle of the pitch, our middle of the ground, and Rabada seemed to be indicating to Shamsi that he's going to get a lot of turns. So does that mean... South Africa will play two spinners. And does that mean we're going to get a slow turner for this semi-final? I mean, a lot remains to be seen. But yeah, I mean, it could well not be as straightforward as whoever bats first gets 350 and then puts pressure on the opposition. It could well be a 280 play 270 kind of game as well. And then with that cyclone, remind me, with the Duckworth, Lewis, and the third man who's now involved in that formula for rain-affected <laughs> games, how does that how does that theory work? Is it better to bat first or chase when you get a over-changed game by rain. What's the formula do on that one? If, oh, it, it gets tricky because of the reserve day. I mean, if it was just, if there are no reserve days, it, your teams generally prefer chasing because it's good to know what your equation is. Yeah, uh, But, I mean, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a reserve day scenario where um, depending on when the rain comes, the game yeah. could just be continued on from, like, what mm. we saw in Manchester, like I said, 
in the last semi-final, where there was a clean break, right? The first innings finished on day one, yep. and the second innings started on day two. If it's that case, then, um, you know, conditions could be different, and you don't want to be caught short like India were. So, I, I, it's, it's a tricky toss. I think you just back yourself and say, I'm going to bat first. Put the runs uh, on. Make, put runs on the board, and then, like, you know, let's hope for the best. Uh, rather than focus too much on the weather. And I think that's what Pat Cummins and uh, Bauma will look to do. Mm. And who's England playing? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I mean, uh, well, the World Cup that uh, some of them claim uh, is void. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's it's, uh, you... It's rare, rare that you feel for England, but you did feel for George <laughs> Butler and, and for Matthew Mott as well. I mean, he's mm. tasted so much success in his career, coaching career in the last six, seven years with the Australian women's team, of course, and even winning the T20 World Cup last year with England. But, yeah, I mean, he's come under a lot of flack and under a lot of pressure. But, yeah, what a what a terrible tournament for them. At least, well, they managed to win a couple of games in the end. And, and a couple of moral victories as well. That always helps. Always, always around moral victories with that England. It certainly does. India hosting New Zealand tonight and South Africa hosting Australia tomorrow night. Barat, all the best navigating the storm over there and hopefully we see some cricket. Oh, we really hope so. I mean, like I said, if the weather stays the way it is right now, we should be fine. And uh, my uh, hair wash this morning will not come to naught. So that's, there you go. So I think we're on track. There you go. Does it get fuzzy when it gets humid? Or wet? It gets it gets really humid here in uh, Calcutta. I mean, you're talking a very no, tropical part No, I'm worried about of, your uh, hair. I'm not worried about the weather. What's the <laughs> oh, weather do to your hair? It does, it does, yeah. I mean, it, it, humidity doesn't do much to it. Like, But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's better. better. I'm better off in the Adelaide Hills without the humidity. Is all right. <laughs> well, we welcome you home. We you will see you back soon. Thank you, Barat. Cheers, guys. Barat Sundarason there from India, just giving us an update on the two semifinals. Roach, the Sheffield Shield update shortly. Mm. We'll be back soon with that.